1: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. A group of California prosecutors say thousands of state prison inmates have scammed California's Employment Development Department out of hundreds of millions of dollars of unemployment benefits. The California Report's Mary Franklin Harvin has more.
2: The unraveling of the statewide unemployment scam started with the contents of one phone call, says San Mateo County District Attorney Steve Wagstaff. Back in July, one of his investigators was listening to recordings of jail calls as part of a case. One comment caught his attention.
0: He heard him talking to a guy on the outside about this scam that they could do to get uh, you know, the unemployment benefits out of EDD and how easy it was to do.
2: It turns out that the scope of the fraud went way beyond this one case. Follow-up investigations have revealed that 35,000 unemployment claims have been filed under the names of California prisoners and 20,000 of those have been paid, amounting to more than $140 million in benefits so far. Sacramento County D.A. Ann Marie Schubert gave details on the logistics behind the fraud at a press conference on Tuesday.
3: There was
4: money sent actually to prisons, paid and sent to inmates in prison. There is evidence that true names of inmates and true social security numbers have been used to perpetuate this fraud. There's also evidence that there's been fake names and fake social security numbers. Somebody had the audacity to put their name as poopy britches.
2: Schubert says in some cases, the inmates themselves were part of the scam, but in others, they could have been victims. With investigations still ongoing, the amount stolen could be up to a billion dollars, she says. According to DA WAG staff, even when offices made EDD aware of the scam, the agency refused to intervene.
0: We're saying these people are in jail right now receiving benefits and you need to cut them off. And they said under our regs, we cannot cut them off. We cannot um, turn off the spigot until you file charges.
2: A big enabling factor behind the fraud is that California doesn't have a system set up to cross-reference unemployment applicants' names with California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation rosters, even though more than half of states today do this already. The state's Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation says it will continue to work with EDD and local DAs to root out these scams. For the California Report, I'm Mary Franklin Harvin.
1: California-based ride-hail companies Uber and Lyft have negotiated a big contract with the Trump administration to provide transportation services to federal employees. But those who've traditionally provided those
0: services are not happy. KQED's Sam Harnett reports. The federal government has over 5.5 million employees and contractors who collectively spend $200 million a year on ground transportation. That business has traditionally gone to local taxis, and public transport. Beiravi Desai heads the New York City Taxi Workers Alliance. She says the federal government should not be giving business to companies that it's failed to regulate and which don't guarantee employee benefits like minimum wage. That the same players that have allowed the taxi industry and mass transit to slowly collapse are now rewarding these companies with a bigger giveaway than the deregulation that allowed them to come in in the first place and monopolize the sector. The five year federal contract with Uber and Lyft is worth an estimated $810 million. For the California Report, I'm Sam Harnett. The state of California is moving four counties, Calusa, Del
1: Norte, Humboldt, and Lassen, into its purple tier due to rising COVID cases and hospitalizations. 45 of the state's 58 counties are now in this most restrictive tier and will be subject to a state curfew. Meanwhile, Mark Galley, California's Secretary of Health and Human Services, is urging Californians to celebrate Thanksgiving at home. I think it's necessary to modify or pause our usual traditions to really stop the surge this year. The safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year is at home with members of your household or virtually. California reported more than 15,000 new cases Tuesday, nearly breaking its daily case number record. As many California counties and cities tighten their pandemic shutdowns with closures and curfews, elected officials confront the charged issue of how to balance public health and the needs of the economy. One person who says he'll always err on the side of public health caution is Robert Garcia, the mayor of Long Beach. Garcia felt the pain of the pandemic personally when his mother and stepfather died from the coronavirus.
0: These closures are so hard. They're hard on workers. They're hard on the restaurant owners, and, and and you have you know you have you feel awful about them, but at the end of the day we have to continue supporting the doctors and the medical officials that are actually making these decisions. These are the recommendations by the doctors and the scientists, and that's who we have to listen to.
1: I understand that, Mr. Mayor, but if I'm a restaurant or bar owner in Long Beach and I come to you and say these shutdowns and partial curfews are killing my business, threatening my livelihood, the livelihood of my employees, you say what to me?
0: I say um, I agree that this is awful. And I think we all know that this is going to cause for some a, a horrific uh, financial um, situation and for, and for the workers. I also know that as a top priority, I need to make sure that there are enough hospital beds available so that if a family member or if anyone that we know in our community is needs a bed, that they have a bed so that we can save their life. And and public health has to remain the top priority as 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 painful as I know the financial impact is to so many.
1: I know, Mr. Mayor, that the coronavirus has taken so much from you this year with the death of your mother and your stepfather. Has that experience been a touchstone for you in terms of responding to the pandemic?
0: I mean, I don't want anyone to go through what, what, you know, what I've gone through and what, you know, what my family continues to go through. I think, um, obviously, uh, no one wants to see their both of their parents and, you know, and know that they're in the hospital at the same time. I also, during that time talked to so many nurses and doctors and health officials um, and heard their their pleas for help and their message of of us being more responsible Um, and I think I think this holiday season is a perfect example of an opportunity for us we want to do something to really take on COVID-19 let's sacrifice this year's holidays and just stay within our family unit at home in a way that's safe
1: and assuming you're practicing what you're preaching what are you doing on Thanksgiving Mr. Mayor
0: Um, What I'm doing for Thanksgiving this year is me and my husband are uh, cooking just the two of us at home and having a private Thanksgiving, which is hard, um, especially this year when you lose um, your family. But it's also the right thing to do. All right. Robert
1: Garcia, mayor of Long Beach. Thanks for joining us and have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. That's
3: donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
1: It'll soon be back to takeout and delivery only for restaurants in Los Angeles County, starting tonight, outdoor dining will be suspended as COVID-19 cases continue spiking. With more, here's KCRW's Benjamin Gottlieb. Health officials say that infection rates are at alarming levels. Over the
4: past five days, an average of 4,500-plus people have tested positive for COVID-19 in L.A. County. Now to try and help reduce these numbers, restaurants, bars, breweries, and wineries will no longer be allowed to offer outdoor dining in the county, and more restrictions could be on the way. The idea is to reduce the number of locations where people can gather without face coverings. This decision is yet another devastating blow to LA's already struggling restaurant industry. The numbers of restaurant closures are mounting. Jot Condi is with the California Restaurant Association. It's an industry group. For the restaurants that are still around, outdoor dining and sidewalks and parking lots is the only way for them to you know,
1: stay afloat.
4: Outdoor dining, by the way, has been allowed since May in Los Angeles. Now these restrictions will last for at least three weeks, when health officials say they'll reevaluate COVID-19 case numbers and also the strain on county hospitals. While LA County scales back dining options, cities like Pasadena are vowing to keep outdoor dining going. The city has its own health department. If infections continue to rise, we could see closures that resemble the early months of the pandemic.
1: For the California Report, I'm Benjamin Gottlieb in Los Angeles. More than 40 percent of Californians personally know someone who's tested positive for the coronavirus and one in four know someone who's died from it. That's according to a new survey from Covered California. KQD's health correspondent, April Deboski explains the Latino community is bearing the heaviest burden.
3: Yadira Lopez was just talking with her family about how lucky they've been that they haven't been touched by COVID. Then last week, her mother-in-law was diagnosed with the virus.
2: Saturday night, my mother-in-law went into the ER because she was having trouble breathing.
3: On Monday, she died. Lopez's kids had been in contact with her earlier, and now Lopez's son and Lopez herself have tested positive.
2: I'm here in my room, quarantined away from the rest of my, my family. It's really sad for me to hear my kids cry, and I can't go hold them.
3: While 27% of white people in California know someone who's died from COVID, 33% of Latinos do. UCLA doctor David Hayes Bautista says this is because Latinos are more likely to have jobs working in crowded conditions.
1: Agriculture, fruit packing, truck drivers, meat packing.
3: And those jobs rarely offer health insurance.
1: They work very hard, sometimes even two jobs, and barely earn minimum wage. So it's hard for them to pay out of pocket
3: hayes Bautista says the good news is that Californians can get financial help to buy their own insurance plan, so if they do get sick, they can get care. They can sign up at Cover California through the end of January. For The California Report, I'm April Dimbosky.
1: Many of us are torn about whether or not to travel for the holidays, especially homesick college students who are being warned they risk bringing the virus back to their families. University of California students Adriana No, Marin Cummings and Io Banjo told KQD's Vanessa Rancagno, it's a complicated decision.
3: We keep being told to not travel, not go home. Like well, just don't go home. Or to go home and don't come back until next semester. And that's like super hard.
4: This is our family. Like,
3: <laughs> like, this is our lifeline. At the same time, like, you don't want to bring back COVID to your family. Like,
2: that's probably one of the worst things that could happen.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: You don't want to be selfish but at the same time trying to do what's best for you.
4: I do take a lot of responsibility for my little siblings and for my family. I was really looking forward to being able to, like, physically hug them and sit around a table with them.
2: So I got tested before I went home. I was tested on Monday and just stayed in the house and studied until Sunday when I left. I stopped once in between the six-hour drive.
4: All of a sudden, I get um, news a few days ago that my housemate's partner tested positive for coronavirus.
2: I'm finishing up fall semester from home.
4: So for me, I am thinking about it like I want to spend my day in the forest, in nature. Thanksgiving is about gratitude. If we can continue that at least one tradition, I think we can find the sense of wholesomeness that we would have usually found with our family.
1: Those are UC students speaking with KQED education reporter Vanessa Rancaño. And that is the California Report for Wednesday, November 25th, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
2: Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968, licensed and insured, open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. And Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com.
5: Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid. And I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED.